Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the What's Next podcast, Back in the Car Bar, brought to you by Bison Coolers. Blair, what do they do? Well, the first thing that they do is they work hard. Okay. But they play harder. And what they mean by that, my friend, is they're going to keep that ice nice and icy cold. In fact, we're going to be with them at a charity event on Thursday night. We are. Doing a little uh, poker at Petacolis. Former guest, Petacolis. Yep. But, man, talk about former guests. That music that you just heard on the intro, we've got the famous former guest, the first return guest, maybe. Second. Uh, Kevin. Oh, yeah, Kevin's been here <laughs> twice. Snowmageddon. And one, uh, your buddy from New Orleans did the long uh, uh, interview back that yeah. we backed it up. But Ryan Stroop in all his glory is here, the musician. What's going on? Welcome, Ryan. So Thank you for having me. My thought was most of our listeners are, shall we say, of similar age to us, Dave. We call that demographics in insurance. Yeah, so our demographics skew in the mid-30s, just like us. Yes. So we thought we'd go a little younger and bring in... Ryan, are you 19? I am 19 years old. All right, so we got the musician, Ryan, and I thought, what better way to get him on here than to lure him in with the music questionnaire? Yeah, and we have a lot in common with Ryan. Yeah. He plays guitar and drums and probably keyboards and things we don't even know right now. And we idolize people who do that. <laughs> and we love to listen to people that play guitar. And yeah, we suit well. It's the same. And if we hang out with Ryan, he does not drink up all of our beer. That is a bonus. Yeah. He One of the few people, guests, that comes over and doesn't drink our beer. And Ryan, you got to know the guys from the um, Can't Make This Up podcast Can't as Make well. It Up, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give them a shout out. Shout out to the Can't Make It Up podcast. Yep. You watch them kick our ass. There's the uh, trophy right there for our second place, uh, <laughs> i.e. last place finish. The Rockdale uh, Mafia. You he, got to, he got to go to their recording studio. Yeah. No, we didn't get to go to their recording no. studio, but you guys did give me shit for hanging out with Dude. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Dude is a uh, a legend in his own mind, and yeah, uh, and quite cool. frankly, he's a hell of a lot of fun to be around. But you you and Dude ended up having a lot in common. Yeah, um, we ended up having a a shared interest. I didn't really don't know how to explain our connection, but we pretty much hit it off. Um, I have Asperger's. I think their son has Asperger's, if I'm correct on that one. Yeah, and um, I think his wife also shares a bit of that uh, trait with me and their son. So, um, you know, they were very nice. Uh, all in all, both podcasts, what's next and can't make it up really seem like a family to me. It's yeah. always, it's always good to, uh, be with the competitors every once in a while. <laughs> Give them a chance. Got to know how the winners, uh, how the winners do so you can mock it up. Give them some love, even though they kicked your ass. And then we've got another special guest right to your right is the great Henry Stroop the deliverer of you into the world. Well, not officially, but uh, I think Alicia might want credit for that, but at least the donor. The donor. I did have my part in it and everything else, and now I just carry his guitar case around everywhere. He's my roadie now, unpaid. (laughs) Yeah, unpaid, of course. So this music questionnaire, we lovingly rip off from 1310 The Ticket, but um, there's no better way to get in, and I wanted you here because you actually know music. Like, you... When you walked in, you were like, hey, I was at the Alanis Morissette concert last weekend. And I mean, her music has, uh, her, her, what did you say? Her voice has gotten stronger over the years. Yeah, my friend was actually at the Alanis Morissette concert. I wasn't. But, oh, okay. Um, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. You're good. 
but I just pointed out how her voice has gotten a lot stronger over the years and whatnot, and yeah, little, yeah. the little details. Like so, that. as a little background for the for the listener, Ryan will send me a concert tape from or a video on YouTube from 1998 of Marilyn Manson, and it'll be like. I thought that the drummer and him synced up the best in this concert above them all, and you know, he's a, so you're really dialed in. So I'm I'm looking forward to this. I thought Dave and I might know a few of yours, but I, I knew I knew almost all of the names. I'd be curious, Dave, how many you know. I will be upfront and honest. I will listen and see if I can figure out who it is. All right, perfect. So let's jump with both right. feet into the pool with the. First category. Now, at this point, everybody likes Ryan. Yeah. And this is where it starts to go down. Well, we, we, <laughs> we piss people off immediately because the first category is bands I hate. And Please be Bruce Springsteen. Dynamite by BTS. Oh. BTS is the band I chose. Um, was never a big fan of K-pop. Never will be. Um, you well, know, that just you mean what do you mean never will be? You're 19. You're already digging your feet. And you're gonna die on that hill. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. die on that hill, and I'm gonna stay on that hill. So how did you even get exposed to BTS? Is that just your generation? Um, you don't well, have a choice. You can thank TikTok for uh, exposing me to BTS. A lot of people were using this as like their sound or like songs that they would lip sync to or dance to. And so I just decided to give them a listen. And you know what? I'm not a big fan of them at all. Well, uh, it sounds like you're worse than a big, uh, not a big fan. It sounds like you hate them. Taylor I, Ballou, big fan. Yeah? Big fan. <laughs> okay. So I expected this to be, um, oh, who's the band with Harry Styles that uh, it was a, like a teeny bopper band? Well, uh, One Direction. This yes. Is, yeah. yeah. That's who I thought this would be because you, yeah. this you do have the, a famous story about this. This is the South Korean version of that. Okay. Yeah. Good. Essentially. But that, that, that story did start out when Ryan was about six years old, I think six or seven, and his cousin came in. This was a big fight in the in the family where um, his cousin Carson, who was big, big One Direction fan, and they came both in screaming into the house saying and, and about ready to rip each other's heads off. And we <laughs> said, well, what's going on? And Ryan said, uh, Carson thinks One Direction's better than the Beatles. <laughs> and I and said, I, it, it, I said I was going to drown her in the pool. Right, to, to which we said, you cannot do that. <laughs> so Carson is still alive? Carson is still with us. Okay. Carson was still with us. He but received a good ass whipping. Yeah. But not but a did drowning. live to tell the story. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, she exactly. gave me a, a Harry Styles fine line on vinyl, which I've wanted for a while. By the way, Harry Styles is, is kind of good. Exceptional, I, I, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So now we move in, Dave. I, I, you did know BTS, so you're one for one. I'm one for one. All right. The next one is most overrated band. You guys are going to freak when I say this. Um, Fallout Boy. Mm. Fallout Boy was a band that I was constantly annoyed with from, let's say, sixth grade all the way up to today. Now, isn't their bassist hot? No. <laughs> what band am I thinking of where the bassist like dates uh, supermodels? And, the Go Go's. Uh, go <laughs> yeah, I was thinking oh, of the Kathy go Valentine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought it was Fallout Ho Boy. Hole. Yeah, it was Hole. Hole. All right. So Ryan, you cannot ride the Peloton at for any given time period and not hear a Fallout Boy song. 
They love them. It's just the beat is perfect for the Peloton. Yeah. It's it, hilarious. It, I knew nothing about them until Peloton. Then I was like, every class, really? They may be overrated, but they do make catchy music. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Now, now we're going to get into a little something more positive. Yeah. The band you love. And by the way, when you sent me this, I got pretty excited. Oh, yeah. Sublime. I was checking, looking at my list here. Now, they haven't pissed a drop since Rome became their lead singer. Nah, but uh, their legacy still lives on with Bradley. Um, this is off of, for those of you who don't know, probably people my age don't know this, but this is off of 40 Ounces to Freedom, which is one of their best albums to date, I think, besides the self-titled. And 40 Ounces to Freedom had Bad Fish, Don't Push, um, Smoke Two Joints, um, Ball and Chain, songs like that. And um, I just seem to uh, kind of love this kind of style of music, ska, reggae. And it all started, I think, when I was in 10th grade. Yeah. And the rest is history. Dude, I love Sublime. I like them as well. We got to go see them at, um, at Edge Fest, but it was Christmas, and they had Rome. And as the lead singer, and it was such a letdown. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but their music is incredible. But how many albums did they push out before the lead singer died of heroin overdose? Um, they had um, Robin the Hood, Forty Ounces to Freedom, um, and Self-Titled. Although I could be wrong, they had a couple other popular releases before that. But they did become famous for date rape and. Oh, um, oh, but the, the, the song, the song, oh, <laughs> the song, <laughs> the song rape, and that's um, different that's, time. That's when Paul Leary, <laughs> that's when Paul Leary from the Butthole Surfers called him up and uh, worked with him to work on the self-titled album. Butthole Surfers, we saw them at concert. We did. They uh, Stone Dipple Pilots opened for them. We stayed one song for them, yeah. and we stayed for all the Stone Temples. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So, all right, band you love, the most underappreciated band. So now this is where I expect you to introduce us to somebody, because Dave's three for three at this point. Yeah, I'm three for three. All right, Slint. Um, S-L-I-N-T. S-L-I-N-T. They're from Kentucky, believe it or not. Atta girls. They started out, uh, some of the members started out in a band called Squirrelbait in like the early 80s. Is that where you named your studio after them? No, uh, that's a different story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Squirrelbait started out as a punk rock, kind of just noise rock band. And eventually over the years, uh, after many lineup changes, uh, Slint came about in early 1987-88, and Steve Albini produced their first album, Tweez. So how did you get introduced to them? Because you were not born in 1988. And Actually, you're not from Kentucky. One of my friends from Boston <laughs> is really into like obscure kind of obscure kind of music like Primus and um, Alex G and um, um, what genre of music is that? Since it's obscure, it's more like alternative. Alex G is more alternative, but I think Slint is more like art, not art punk. They're more like experimental. Gotcha. So they combine. Uh, Odd tempos and um, odd guitar melodies and vocal mel and spoken word vocals and integrate them into uh, one song and the outcome is just incredible. 
As experimental, they're better than Yoko Ono, though, right? Yes, for sure. Okay. <laughs> the Plastic Ono Band. You're not going to drown me in the pool for saying that? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm, never, I'm not a big fan of that in the first place. I prefer John Lennon's solo stuff over that. Was, was this during your Dinosaur Jr.? Um, Point time, too, when you are listening to a lot of Dinosaur Jr.? What do you mean? Weren't you listening to Dinosaur Jr. up in Boston a lot, too? When no. You, when you got no. introduced to him? No. No, I was more into Dinosaur Jr. probably, like, 2017. So now we're going to begin two bands in a row that I would be surprised, Dave, if you know. Okay. The band that our friend Ryan can listen to over and over and never get tired of is... Beach House. A band that was introduced to, be my, uh, introduced to me by Southlake music producer Dylan Silverman. Shout out to Dylan. Shout out to Dylan Silverman. Um, he introduced me to bands like Beach House... Um, I think got me more into a lot more of Mac DeMarco's early stuff, a lot more. Um, I think a lot of other obscure bands and artists that I've never heard of personally, Nick Drake. Um, so Beach House has a female lead? I'm pretty sure they do. I don't know much about their members as much as I do about their music. Oh, okay. Right. But um, their music so is So this song like, is called Payroll Protection Plan. Yeah, PPP, baby. <laughs> yeah, save my bacon, twenty twenty. <laughs> um, but they like they're like more dream pop, uh, spacey kind of, uh, a spacey kind of band. I highly recommend them. All right, I'll yeah. have to check them they out. Sound, they sound kind of cool. Yeah, it does sound good. Listen to this song. Kind of spando ballet. Listen to this song and she's so lovely. Great songs. Now the next category. I'm curious about because it, it says the band that made me fall in love with music, and you're so musically inclined that I this is where I want to go. I want to know who made you fall in love with with music. Fugazi. Fugazi made me fall in love with the more like punk rock part of music, the punk rock aspect, because Fugazi started out as a punk rock. Band. Actually, Fugazi started out with. Uh, a band called Minor Threat. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Nope. The lead singer, Ian McKay, used to be in a band, punk band in the early 80s called Minor Threat. And then he teamed up with uh, Guy Picciotto, spelled out like Guy, but I think it's pronounced Guy. Um, someone correct me if I'm mispronouncing that. No, but no they uh, formed together with some other members and uh, made uh, Fugazi. And so they have songs like Merchandise, Waiting Room, Blueprint, Brandon One, Faucet Failure, not Faucet Failure, um, Faucet something, Faucet Squared, Faucet Squared. I'm thinking of the Ski Master Slump God song, Faucet Failure. <laughs> <laughs> and see, you're just obscure. You're barking out these punk bands like a Dave Grohl podcast that I listen to. And I'm like, okay. Never heard of any of these folks. The bands actually named their they're, songs. They're all cool, but they're now with the just different with the punk genre attached to them. Are they three members? They are. Let's see, Ian McKay, four members. Four members. Okay. So um, both both of them play guitar. Um, one rhythm, one lead. One rhythm, one lead, and on bass and on drum. And the that drummer doesn't sound too punk. The drummer, a rhythm guitar. The drummer actually has a. A big silver bell on his live act, so you can hear the silver bell uh, 
You can hear him playing the silver bell in certain songs. <laughs> okay. Makes you feel like Christmas is here, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> it's more of a farmer's bell, if anything. But More of a Russian symphony kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. more like, they're not like uh, hardcore punk. They're more like art punk I or experiment, okay. experimental punk. Well, even the genres have genres. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Subgenres. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So thank you. Subgenres. All right. Now we're moving on. As a 19-year-old, what changed your life as it related to music? Pavement. And shout out to my English teacher, Mr. Brian Worley, for getting me into pavement. He used to put this album on, this pavement songs on in general, actually, 24-7. So he every day in the classroom, he got me into Fugazi and he got me into pavement. Nice, man. What year was that? Pavement? Um, no, uh, what oh. year were you in school? Um, let's see. I had him my freshman year and my senior year. So uh-huh. senior year of high school, and I had him the second time. I always liked having a teacher twice because you kind of knew what was going on. Yeah, there. You, you, yeah. you knew what to expect. My uh, When I first had him, he started playing Rubberneck by the Toadies front to back while we were taking a test. Yeah. Now, Dave, I know you didn't know Slint. No. Did you know Beach House? I had Well, the payment protection plan I knew. <laughs> yeah, you did know <laughs> that. I read a lot about that, but the song, no. Did you know Fugazi? I've heard of Fugazi, yeah. have not heard Fugazi. And then how about Pavement? Hell no. Okay, so we're on a four-band streak of Dave not knowing them. Yeah. And we're going to slide. But, but I do like the name of the song, Cut Your Hair. But I want to know how it changed your life. Yeah, why did it change your life? They had like this, this kind of sort of sound that was unique to them. And this kind of sloppy sound that like, but that still sounded badass. I don't really know how to describe it other than it was badassery and sloppy and gray all at the same time you so, know so i'm seeing badassery. a trend here you like guitar and drums but then you like a softer vocal yeah it depends on the song or okay. the band though um by the way the lead singer has a solo act called uh steven malkmus and the jicks or steven malkmus and he has an album out called Traditional Techniques that was released a couple of years ago. So you guys should check that out. Ooh, that sounds missionary. <laughs> Traditional Techniques. Highly recommend the songs That's ACC. That's a joke for about two people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, highly recommend the songs ACC and... Dude, I uh, like Pavement. Greatest uh, band. I can listen to that. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. I, I kind of like Beach House, too. And I, I totally the guy I work out with would love Fugazi. I would have guessed the Beatles there. Right. <laughs> but now, band that surprised me. So everyone's got a different reason of why they chose yeah. Surprise Me. What what made you think of that as Dave gets the band that surprised you going? What do you mean by surprised? You thought they'd suck? Or you thought you wouldn't like them? This is the wrong song. Band that surprised me was Jesus Lizard. Yeah, let's hop on to the Jesus Lizard. I have no Jesus Why did it surprise lizard? you? Um, yeah, why did it surprise you? I'll pull it up. Here, it's Glamorous by Jesus Lizard. Um, it surprised me because, um, well, I'll talk about it after Olivia Rodrigo plays. <laughs> well, we could hop on to Olivia Rodrigo since we got her. Turn her up, okay. Dave. Olivia Rodrigo is a guilty pleasure, believe it or not. guilty pleasure. A lot of my female colleagues used to listen to her. And I was like, what's so special about songs like Good For You and Jealousy, Jealousy? And then I got into her album Sour, and I was like, oh, man. And Don mentioned before, is this kind of like a screw you kind of breakup song? 
a breakup album more so. Yep. Um, in the heydays of Alanis Morissette, when she put out Jagged Little Bill, Alanis had that kind of uh, kind of like middle finger attitude towards all her exes or sleeping with Ryan Reynolds, for example. <laughs> um, yeah, Olivia famously was in a relationship in which she felt very jilted, felt jealous the whole time that he was flirting with the blonde. That I, what were you, they at Disney? What was going on? I don't have no clue the story behind that, but you get into like the music, not the gossip. They did the, they did the same things together, you know, listen to Billy Joel in their car and got strawberry ice cream. And he, <laughs> he, she hoped that he gets deja vu. But the band that surprised me, uh, Blair and Dave, is a band called Jesus Lizard. Here we go. They surprised me because the lead singer, David Yao, used to be in a band called Scratch Acid which Kurt Cobain from Nirvana was influenced by. Nice. And so Scratch Acid became Jesus Lizard, and Jesus Lizard is what we call noise rock. Okay. Noise rock or experimental, because the lead singer, David Yao, doesn't sing. He just sort of yells and screams his way through the songs. But it still sounds good. The guitarist is amazing. You really have to pay attention to the melodies. So just looking at this list... You wear Chuck Taylors every day. <laughs> yeah, this is Chuck Taylor this music. Is, this is Chuck Taylor. <laughs> Chuck music. Taylors and Adidas. <laughs> Dude, I like it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, I've never heard of Jesus Lizard. No. Oh, I kind of like the sound of it, too. They are incredible. I highly recommend the song Puss, Glamorous, Seasick. You know, they shared a split single with Nirvana. Back in 92, the song Puss, they had the song Puss, and Nirvana had their song Oh the Guilt. All right. All right. They worked on those together? Um, no. It was a split single. So uh, Nirvana did their recording with um, uh, at Laundry Room Studios with um, Mutt Lang. Mutt Lang, the famous Mutt Lang. I think, not Mutt Lang. Um, I'm thinking of someone else, but um, whoever the owner of Laundry Room Studios is, now, are they a Seattle band? Um, Nirvana? No, no, no. Jesus I, Lizard. I, I know Nirvana's story. Jesus Lizard. <laughs> Jesus Lizard are Austin, Texas we based. Had MTV nice. I think. Yeah. All right. I'm going to have to look Jesus Lizard up. Jesus Lizard. So now we get to this is probably, I think this is the hardest one to decide. Okay. Especially for you and I, Dave, who are, you know, we're in our mid 30s now. So we've had a lot of opportunities to see bands come through, but this yeah. is the band you should have seen live by now. Weezer. I'm just glad I got the song right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I should have seen this band live by now because I saw them like I saw videos of them on the Hella Mega Tour with Fallout Boy and Green Day, and they put on a good show. And I also saw Rivers Cuomo grew his hair out to be like a mullet kind of mustache combo. Nice. So I also want to see that in person. But I've been also wanting to experience all their songs live because they've built up such a catalog. They have the blue album, Pinkerton, the green album, the red album. Um, I forgot about um, Make Believe. Uh, everybody's least favorite album, Ratitude. Dave, what was your first memory of Weezer? Was it the uh, video on MTV where they yeah. were uh, like at Owls uh-huh. from the Happy Days? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Buddy Holly, the Buddy Holly music video. Yeah. So I, I've seen them, but I saw them at a festival. And mm-hmm. so it wasn't their full set or anything. They, they played a tight 
45 minutes and then was yeah. off. Well, they now, still put on a good show. Oh, yeah, they were great. Now, they had an album where they just did cover tunes. Yes, the Teal album. I'll be damned. I couldn't tell them apart. They, I would listen to their, and then I would listen to the original, and I was like, is, oh, it, is they, it live or oh, is so it Memorex? They, so they paid homage. They yeah, didn't redo they, it. No, they did it exactly word for That's word. That's what I like about that um, that record. Um, but little fun fact and little known fact, Rick Ocasek, the late Rick Ocasek from the Cars, produced the Weezer's first album and their 2001 Green album. Okay. So little fact. By the way, there. Supermodel sleeping with Rick Ocasek. Yeah. Yes, yeah. supermodel. That's the supermodel. We should praise his penis as well as his musical talent. He did have quite the girth for the ladies. <laughs> I will say. <laughs> Good Lord, you've been hanging out with Blair too much. <laughs> Dave, I've known him uh, for uh, a lot less uh, than you have, but I know that Blair and I are really good friends. That's we true. go back a long way. Okay, just don't repeat anything he says. <laughs> right, yeah, that's the. You can laugh and giggle and get on down the road. <laughs> I can't guarantee it, nor can I make it up. Now, by the way, your next category, best live show, Dave, he shares in common with you. Foo Fighter. Don't fighters? think I ain't rocking this. Foo Fighters. So I wonder if you guys were the same one at the Starplex or whatever. Dos Equis. Yeah, Dos Equis. Um, actually, Fenway Park in Boston in July 2015. Oh, thanks badass! For, thanks for rubbing it in. Yeah, boy, he showed you up. <laughs> oh no, I I flew to Boston. It's no big deal. Boston. Perhaps you saw them at these Red Sox. Perhaps you saw him at the Red Sox game. It's like seeing Pearl Jam at Wrigley Field. That's you ever, hear, you ever hear Christopher Walken say their name on Saturday Night Live? The Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Tell me that this was the hardest question of the concert. When am I going to go to the restroom? <laughs> because every damn song is badass. That was a difficult question, but thank God I didn't have to go. Yeah. <laughs> I did drink enough water to probably fill up a camel's Ooh. bladder. Ryan was 13. But he was not pounding beers. Well, I was 13. It doesn't matter. It's three hours of awesomeness. And oh, they, get a kick they do it like that. They do three hours. And for their break, one guy plays a solo for 15 minutes. And everybody else goes to rest. That, and then they come back out. And then they That's when Dave, uh, Def Leppard used to go get their blowjobs. Yes. yes, yes get yes. a kick out of this. And the crew. The Dropkick Murphys opened for the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Right. When they got In Boston? Them. In Boston. Yeah, that's the place that to see the Dropkick drop Murphys. Murphys. That was the uh, that was when he had the boot, Dave. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Memory, so he was in the flag. throne. He was in the throne. Yeah. Playing his guitar <laughs> off of his. Boot. That was when they just started. Just when he thought, you know, he couldn't do anything more, just freaking amazing. That was when he starts playing, you know, his guitar off of his uh, cast. They started out with Everlong and ended with Best of You. Hell oh, yeah, man, they did. That's, that's but now they start with like Monkey Wrench and they end with Best of You. That was kind of amazing, though, right? They go, Rhett, first song. You know, everyone's still probably at the bar and everything else. And then Everlong's the first song. That yeah. Out. So great. Just, oh, my uh, God. You know, they play some. Uh, they didn't have a new album out back then. So they they actually they did Sonic Highways. Yeah. So they play like a couple songs from Sonic Highways. But then they'd go into like songs like Rope, White Limo, Best of You. Um, this is a call. I'll stick around uh, for the old school fans, you know. Yeah. Um, but they yeah, did a, they, did a, they did a cool version of Rope with Dead Mouse. 
So it's an EDM song. I did not hear that. It's uh, badass. But it sounds like how uh, it sounds like the time that Corn collaborated with Skrillex on same. the past of totality. Exact same. Yep. Yeah, Sound exactly the same. So, Dave, you're on a hot streak. You've heard of Olivia Rodrigo, Weezer, and Foo Fighters, but I think we're going to derail you here with the band it took me too long to discover. Mac DeMarco and my fellow 19-year-old friends and 30-year-old colleagues alike <laughs> will understand me. No, I heard this. It was it was in the uh, bar in Star Wars. This music was playing. That's Cantina's Oh, not the same band? No. The Cantina's song. Damn it. Mac DeMarco used to appeal to... Not a wide audience. He started out in 2012 playing very small theaters like the Guess Who Festival. Okay. In front of like 10 people, maybe 20 people. Dave and I are familiar with that. And then two years later. We had a listener show. (laughs) A live performance. (laughs) Two years later, he plays um, in front of like a bunch of people on the Laneway Festival Tour. In front of thousands of people. And he appeals to audiences my age in the 17 to like 22 year old demographic. And then he starts appealing to people you guys' age when he makes albums like Another One and This Old Dog. You know, oh, my microphone's falling. No offense. No offense. And then, um, yeah. So when I saw the name Mac DeMarco, I thought he was going to be R&B or rap or uh, hip hop or something like that. He's more classified as um, indie. Thank you very much, Blair. I appreciate that. Adjusting my microphone. He's just straight up indie. Straight up indie, indie alternative, indie pop, kind of experimental. He's contributing to a song on the Metallica Blacklist. He's doing Enter Sandman. Nice. He sounds like Chris Isaacs to me. I've never heard of Chris Isaacs, but Chris Stapleton. Wicked Game. Chris Stapleton did a cover of Nothing Else Matters by Metallica, I think. That's pretty So you guys should check that out. But the Metallica Blacklist coming out uh, in September. Jason Isbell did. Now, they all did uh, yeah. cover their own Metallica cool. song. That was cool. Now, Ryan, you like punk music. I do. So you like the middle finger extended in someone's face. So we gave you the opportunity to leave on a note in which you tell your friends that they suck. So... The band that your friends like, but you don't, is the last one. Oh, my God. This is so good. Bloody Hell Imagine Dragons. This band is the most overrated, overplayed, annoying, I'm going to say it again, annoying band. I can't tell you how many times I've been annoyed with songs like Radioactive and Thunder. (laughs) Whoa, whoa. There are just... I could oh, never. That's thunder. The only thing I like about them is when they went on with Impractical Jokers and had Impractical Jokers open for them as their punishment. <laughs> as their punishment for what? I don't know what the prank was, but I think it was Sal and someone else's punishment. Ryan, I agree with you. And about every other Final Four. NCAA basketball <laughs> tournament, yeah. they play these guys. I, I hate basketball and the Imagine Dragons. So you get me. So it's perfect. <laughs> you know, you start to like, when you first hear of them, like in 2014, you're like, oh, this is a pretty good song. But then it starts becoming like stadium popular and everything. <laughs> Dave moves it back we, to Foo we Fighters. We had to go back to the Foo Fighters. <laughs> Foo Fighters, best live rock band ever. 
Yeah, they're way overrated, and your generation for All some right. reason. So here's loves what, here's it. what I'm gathering: if what? you make hit after catchy hit after catchy hit, you are on Ryan's shit list. Yes, that, that's yeah. what I'm gathering from this list. Was that the Was that the last one? Yeah, that was. Unless, the last. You, unless you have another one. All right, birthdays. The birthdays. I'm interested to ticket. <laughs> no, um, I'm just kidding, but um, well, yeah, yeah, dude, I picked up a few things. Yeah, first off, I'm going to check out Mac DeMarco because I thought I'm he was not. the rap guy that died. Yeah. But the Jesus Lizard sounded like something you could definitely pedal the bike to or run to. I'm going to check out Jesus Lizard. I'm going to definitely listen to Pavement and Fugazi. Blair, yeah. let because, me tell you. Because I'm a mother Fugazi son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Blair, let me tell you how mother, un- mother Fugazi uncultured how mother Fugazi uncultured you are. All right. Mac Miller is the rapper who There you go. Died. Mac Miller. He's the Mac one Mac Miller. Died. Mac DeMarco was the one who uh, created all that indie songs. So it turns out all Macs are not the same, Dave. And rap sucks. Well, not I'm, all I'm rap. Not gonna, I'm not going to go on that. Not all rap sucks. You yes. have like JPEG Mafia, Ski Master Slump God, Khalid. Um, nope. I don't know. I like Drake. Drake's okay. I'm not a big fan of Drake. Nope. <laughs> nope. You got Dave. Are you a Burl Ives person? Run DMC. <laughs> right. NWA. And or NWA. Oh, okay. that's, that's where I stopped. You ended 1989. If you're if you made a CD, I didn't hear it. What, <laughs> Beastie Boys though. Beastie Boys. Beastie oh yeah, Boys? I love Beastie Boys. Put them in that's How not about Wu Tang Clan? That's not rap. All right. Hell no. Wu Tang is the fucking shit. Yep. Blair gets me. Old, old Blair. All right. I cannot believe I clearly, just guessing, thought we would hear Beatles or Led Zeppelin. This probably would have been in my top favorites. Okay. But, but not the one. Not the one. Not the, not the top one. of Everest. They did not yeah. make the list, unfortunately. No one it, finds Led Zeppelin at the top of Everest. No, I do, but no one else. <laughs> I, and also, That's what's cool about these lists, though. Yep. Also, I still can't decide on my Mount Rushmore of music. All right. So it's more of a whatever I listen to thing. So right now, my Mount Rushmore is Fugazi, uh, Beach House, um, Earth, uh, Deer Hunter, excuse me, Deer Hunter and Beck. Deer Hunter, the bluegrass band? No, Deer Hunter, the (laughs) the movie. Yeah, the movie the from exper- the 1970s. The experimental band from the <laughs> late 90s and 2000s, Blair. All right, my man. All right, now we did not hear a song that I can hear over and over and over again. We did hear that, actually. Oh, that was Pay was Protection that? Plan. That was your uh, PPP. <laughs> payroll Protection Plan. Payroll Protection Plan. I thought I missed that one. You should know what the payroll protection plan is because you opened your Screaming Squirrel Studios in the middle of the pandemic. The government should have been funding that operation. (laughs) You're sitting next to your payment. Remember what I said? Remember what I said? Remember what I said, Blair? Screaming Squirrel Studios is going to invest in the What's Next podcast and and put its funds, the rest of its funds, the rest of its shares in Namaste and split it up with Screaming Squirrel. <laughs> I love it. It's all been worked out. <laughs> that is Everything great. just feeds itself. Well, Ryan, so man, it's a pleasure. Go, yeah, it was a good pleasure. Let me know when you two go out of business, which won't be <laughs> never, by the way. <laughs> right. Well, the good thing is we don't need the money. So I got a quick <laughs> shout out. All right. The old refrigerator at the Blue Household crapped out. There has been here tell stories of 
hidden magnets so and dust it, bunnies behind it, there. It tried to make a comeback a couple of times, and that is what we call not muting your phone while you're recording live. <laughs> right. So shout out to Bison because all of the contents of my refrigerator that did not get thrown in the trash went into the Bison for We're two days. Were preserved by Bison Cooler. <laughs> Still refrigerator cold this morning. Well, there you go. There you go. All we'll right. Thank you, Bison. Dad. We'll have to make an investment. <laughs> That's it. All right, brothers. Be well. Thanks for coming out. Thank and you. shout out to everyone out there. Stay safe. God bless. <laughs> <laughs>